What's up, y'all? This is JLP, the host of Mastering Single Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. I pray all is well with you and your loved ones. And I'm excited for tonight's episode. As you all know, that all summer long, we're focusing on topics on singlehood, relationships, dating, courtship, and even the roles of, you know, husband and wife, marriage and all of that. And what the Bible has to say concerning them and just seeing the contrast between what the Bible says concerning them and as well as um, what the world say and also certain misconceptions in regards to some of these topics. On tonight's episode, I really want to just go ahead and talk to my couples and also those of you who are married or perhaps those of you who are just dating or just um, entered a relationship. One of the things that I want to go ahead and discuss again is coming from my book, uh, Mastering Singlehood, 90-Day Devotional, Whole and Single, The Key to Healthy Relationships. You can find the book on Amazon. If you just search on Amazon, Mastering Singlehood um, by JLP, you should see the result populate. And um, on tonight's episode, I just want to go ahead and share the title of this entry um, from the book. And the title of this entry is Benefits and Roles. I'm going to say it again, Benefits and Roles. And there's a few... um, there's a few statements from this entry I just want to go ahead and share on tonight's episode and just further just talk about them um, with you guys. And um, I, just, I also want to go ahead and share the meditated scriptures from this particular entry. Now, I titled this Benefits and Roles because I feel like in today's society, uh, people don't really um, value the, the benefits and the role of wife and the role of husband. And the reason why I say that is because it seems like Today, marriage is not seen with great honor. And even though there are some people that will say, like, you know, they value marriage, but we see now there's an increase of people who who are not even thinking of marriage. Like, they just go ahead and, um, you know, live together right before marriage. And they say that, you know, a piece of paper doesn't mean or cannot, you know, verify our love. We don't need a piece of paper to show people that we are in love, that we are uh, faithful to one another and all that. And so you are beginning to see that marriage um, has more value in the eyes of believers, those who are um, Christians, right? Marriage have value to those who are believers. And even then you see there's certain, even Christian, even people who classify themselves as Christians, um, some of them will go ahead and do certain things that honestly all is not biblical. And God never intended for us to um, to do. God never intended us to um, make these type of choices that are not in alignment to his will. When it comes to marriage, when it comes to relationship, like, for example, we all know those of us who are Christians, those of us who have given um, the you know our lives to the Lord. We all know that, indeed, according to scripture, you know, it is fornication, right, to have um, sex before marriage. We know that according to scripture as well. Um, that the Bible lets us know that marriage is only to be um, between one um, man and one woman, right? One husband and one wife. We see that in the Bible, even though in the Old Testament, you could see the trace of polygamy. But however, that was never God's original intent when it came to marriage. But when we go to now the New Testament, you don't see a trace of polygamy. And if there is a trace of polygamy, usually those are from um, people from a different background that are not um, Christian or that are not from, you know, yeah, from the from from the Jewish from the Jewish uh, culture. And so perhaps those were people from a different um, nation that did not, again, accept the things of God. 
And so it's very important for us to see what is worldly based on what what it is that the Bible says concerning these topics. Now, one of the things that I'm beginning to see is that culture is trying to convince even Christians to change what it is that God says is not good in his sight. The Bible lets us know that God himself, he said, it is not good for men to be alone, right? That's what God says. God says in his word as well for the marriage bed to be um, to be honored, for everyone to honor the marriage bed. Now, I want to go ahead and talk about this. God said again, it is not good for men to be alone, okay? It is not good for men to be alone, but let me tell you something. You know what's also not good? It is also not good to do anything that goes against the will of God. And so even though God, he created us to desire relationship, he created us to be in relationship and to fellowship with one another. He, you know, he plays that desire in your heart. Those of you who desire to be in relationship or to be married one day, God plays that desire in your heart. But guess what? It is not good, though, even if you have this desire and you're now beginning to want to compromise to do certain things, that the Lord himself never intended for you to do just because that desire is in your heart. Though that desire is in your heart, God wants you to continue to live a life that is set apart for him and not to cause uh, yourself to be so occupied by the desire that now you're beginning to make choices um, that that actually, you know, it's not godly. It's not, it's not right in the eyes of God. And when I'm saying this, I'm saying this because, uh, you know, it's very important for us to really see that everything that God has said to us in the, in the Bible and scripture is for our own benefit. It's for our own good. And it's because he loves us so much. You will notice that in the world, though they, you know, they, um, support polygamy, though they support, um, you know, um, having sex before marriage, though they support, you know, all of these things, living together before marriage and all of that, you will notice that often, even statistics shows people who engage in such practices, they don't have strong relationships. They don't have healthy relationships and they end up breaking apart. And so the reason why the Bible was even clear that, you know, we should wait until marriage to be sexual intimate. We should indeed um, be in a marriage that is only between one man and one uh, woman, right? Between one wife and one husband is because God is trying to protect our hearts. God is trying to make sure that we don't hurt ourselves, right? We don't hurt ourselves and that we indeed can see him glorified through this relationship, him glorified through our lives in every season of life, whether we are single, whether we are um, in a relationship or whether we are married. And one of the things that I want to quickly now go ahead and share from this entry again, benefits of roles is this, y'all. This is coming from the from the entry. I'm going to go ahead and read it. And um, this is what the entry starts out with. It says, unless he asks you to be his wife and marries you, you're not his wife. If you're a brother reading and she doesn't want to marry you, you're not her husband. Understand the role of a girlfriend or boyfriend is in their name, friends. Friends socialize with each other and afterwards go their separate ways. They don't operate in the role of a wife or a husband when hanging out with each other. Each other, excuse me. Each role comes with a set of guidelines and requirements. Just as a baby cannot fit in a toddler's clothes, one cannot do as a wife or husband unless they have met the requirements to be a wife or a husband. A man and woman in a dating relationship are nothing more than two friends with a strong admiration for each other. The world has us fooled thinking we can give marriage benefits without a marriage license or a court slash wedding ceremony. 
Even the government doesn't give benefits to unmarried couples that married couples qualify for. I'm going to stop right there. Oh, my gosh. Now, y'all, listen, I know, I know it's kind of hot. Um, um, what just, what, <laughs> forgive me, y'all. I know it's kind of hot, right? I, you know, I know it's kind of hot. I'm not trying to step on any toes, but I'm just, I'm just trying to be really real and transparent, um, with the readers, right? Um, when it came to what was said in this entry, and that is so important, y'all, you know, for example, when you see where the Bible talks about, um, you know, when a man finds a wife, he finds favor from the Lord. That particular Bible scripture did not even say when a man finds a woman, he finds favor from the Lord. But it says when a man finds a wife, he finds favor from the Lord. So that in itself shows us there are certain requirements. There are certain um, things that stands out that shows this person is a wife and she is not just a woman. And it's the same too if you are a woman listening to this podcast. There are certain things that just stand out to you that shows you that this man is not um, just a man, but this man is a husband, right? And that particular scripture as well, when it says um, whoever finds, not whoever, but a man who finds a wife finds favor from the Lord, I see that scripture going so far from what it was originally um what what it was originally being said um in that scripture like some people will now use this scripture and say oh my goodness the man does the finding the woman does the positioning the man does the pursuing and all that but if we focus on that that pronoun right or if we focus in this context that a man is being used in this bible passage then what will we say when it comes to other scriptures where um, the Bible says, blessed is he, right? Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Does that mean that God only blesses man who trusts in him? He doesn't bless his woman who trusts in him. So that's very important for us to understand that there are certain scriptures just because it says men there, that doesn't mean it's only pertaining to men, but it also pertains to women as well. And so that is very important, y'all, um, for us to understand there are certain benefits we should not be given to anyone that is not our spouse. And even those of you guys who are single and you are beginning to date and people are taking interest, taking notice of you, um, you have to bear in mind that though you're not in a dating relationship, though you're not taken or right, or though you're not married or though you're not engaged, that does not mean you can just allow people to take advantage of you. That does not mean um, you can allow people to manipulate you and giving them what that is not even for them, right? It's, it's reserved for you, for you and your husband, right? And this is not just um, um, pertaining to sexual intimacy, but this is also as well um, when it comes to your, e- e- you know, emotional intimacy. You know, some people, um, you know, when they're when they're dating, sometimes they they become too attached too quick. And you don't want to have a soul tie just based on emotions either. Like you want to make sure that you are guarding your heart. You want to make sure that, you know, this is not just, um, this is not just like a random thing, but you want to make sure that it is intentional, right? So even when it comes to dating, you want to date with good intentions. You want to date in a godly manner. You want to date, um, in a manner that is honoring Christ and that is also honoring that brother or sister that's dating you or asks you on that date and also in a manner that will honor your future husband or wife you don't want to do anything right now in the present time that is dishonoring your future husband or wife oh my goodness y'all <laughs> oh that is so important y'all and so um 
that is so important so yes and so i just want to go ahead and just repeat that that statement um when it came to um that comparison when it comes to the government how the government gives you know um certain benefits to just married couples not you know couples that are not married and that's so important because even when um you see that the government has nothing to do with our faith right with christianity but you see there there are certain things that are set in place even in government that shows us indeed there's some things that you should not just be giving to give but you have to make sure um you be considerate you be wise in your giving like you're not just giving to give but you're giving um for a good purpose and you're giving for a good reason and so that's as well is important for us to pay attention to when it comes to benefits and roles benefits and roles and so that is very important y'all i hope that you guys were able to get something very valuable from this episode we're not done yet but i just wanted to go ahead and just share those share those nuggets with you from this entry and i also want to just go ahead and quickly share this with you as well and um this is what i want to go ahead and share with you it says this love like this requires integrity wisdom and patience to protect before uniting with whoever god has for you love like this requires integrity wisdom and patience to protect before uniting with whoever god has for you i spoke a little about this just even recently when i was talking to you guys about the fact that even while you're single or whatever it is that you're doing right now in this current season as an unmarried person you're literally honoring your future husband or wife in the way that you're living your life now and in the way that you are treating other people that you're currently just going on dates with um people that are currently again just socializing with you and and so forth and so it's very important for us to know that we don't just live to ourselves but first and foremost of course we live to god and also we are living in such a way where we're honoring whomever that the Lord has for us. And we're also honoring those who are currently in our lives. Now, let me just go ahead and quickly just talk about this topic right here. Dating. When you guys are dating, like how do you guys go about dating? Do you guys just converse about the surface level things? Or do you guys converse about your, again, your, um, your convictions? You converse about your expectations you converse about your boundaries you converse about your likes and dislikes Uh, i know when it comes to dating the first time when going on a date you want to make sure that you're not being too judgmental too too critical but at the same time i do believe that it's very important when you're going on dates that you are going on dates with a purpose and you're not just going on dates to just going on dates y'all the gas prices are high inflations are high you know, inflation is high. And so we don't want to waste our time and we don't want to waste other people's time. We want to make sure that we are in a good mindset when we go on these dates, that we are um, good emotionally when we're going on these dates, and that we're just all around whole when we're going on these dates and so forth. And so that way we protect ourselves and also that other person as well, they know what to anticipate concerning this date. And so this is why for real, One of my advice I'll give to you guys, those of you who perhaps are um, entering the dating world, my advice to you would be, again, make sure that you're clear concerning your expectations and your boundaries and make sure as well that you're not just going on dates just to feel 
like as if you're, you're, you're going on a date, but make sure that you're going on a date um, with the purpose of you just being intentional as well concerning what it is you already know um, that you are anticipating. All right. And so, yeah, y'all. So that is all for tonight. Please go ahead and make sure that you leave me your comment, your feedback concerning this episode. I know this episode was not that long, but I pray and hope that you were able to receive from this episode. And before I let you go, I want to go ahead and just share the meditative scriptures from this entry and as well as the closing prayer. And so the first uh, meditative scriptures, the first meditative scripture, excuse me, from this entry, it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 to 2. And this is the New Living Translation. And it says, now regarding the questions you asked in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations, but because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. The second meditated scripture from this entry comes from Genesis 2, verse 22 to 25, the New International Version. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and felt no shame. The third meditative scripture, and this is the final scripture, comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. And this is coming from the English Standard Version. And it says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Before I let you guys go, before we officially close the podcast for tonight, I want us to just quickly just ponder upon um, Genesis 2 verses 22 to 25 and as well as Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 to 12 and I'm speaking to my couples okay and I'm also speaking to those of you who are currently in the dating world those of you who indeed are positioning yourself to date in this season pay in mind what it is that is being said um in in um Genesis chapter 2 verse 22 to 25 you see here it shows you that the man recognized the woman as his rib. And it's because she recognized the woman as his rib. Later on in the um, the closing scriptures, right? It says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. And so there comes a time in your journey where after, after God has revealed to you who you are, after God has healed certain parts of you that needed to be healed, after you have gone through many seasons, right, of purification, many seasons of um, being strengthened by the Spirit of God, uh, many seasons of just um, knowing who you are wholeheartedly as a person, knowing your skills, knowing your weaknesses, knowing your strengths, um, knowing your gifts and all of that, and gaining experience from different avenues of life. You come to the realization and you say to yourself, okay, um, I'm interested, right? I'm interested to be able to couple up or partner up with someone. 
in this season of my life because I recognize that I'm old enough, right? I've reached a level of maturity and to be able to share life with one another, with someone else, excuse me, to be able to share life with someone else in an intimate way, in a close way, in order for me to encourage that person and that per- person encourage me, right? And so we see even in Genesis 2, to 25, it shows us there is a progression taking place. The man recognizes, again, he is a man, but he is also able to recognize his rib. So that tells us there comes a time that you know yourself so well that when, when that person arrives to your life, or maybe when you spot that person, you will be able to see, oh my goodness, this may potentially be the person that God has for me, or this person share you know, similar um, traits as me. This person shares similar dreams, similar vision as me. Maybe this can be the one that the Lord has for me, right? Or let me get to know this person to see how our lives would be aligned, how we would be able to help one another. And this is where I'm going to take us now. And that is Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. You see how it tells us that, you know, two is better than one, but it explains to us why two is better than one. This is what it says again. It says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. So from the very start of Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine, it's showing us when there's two people, you know, together, they're able to do more work. Right. And so maybe you are single. You're doing a great job for the kingdom of God. You're doing a great job on your own and all of that. You're gaining success. You're gaining, um, you know, amazing things. But however, you recognize, even you yourself, though you know you're doing so well on your own, you recognize as well that if there was someone with you, you're able to do greater, right? If there's someone with you, you're able to do greater. And in the latter portion of the scriptures, right, from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12, it says this, it says, And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. Right. And though a man might prevail against one who is alone to what withstand him. So it shows even when it comes to certain challenges that you may have. Yes. Right. Alone, you're able to do certain things. But yet when someone is there by your side, supporting you, helping you to fight, you will have stronger. You will have stronger um, strength. Right. Your strength will be strong enough to be able to fight certain things that you would not be able to fight alone. But if there's somebody with you, uh, you're able to do that. And so I just wanted to go ahead and just share that with you guys. And I just want to go ahead and just close us out in this prayer. I pray that you guys, again, were blessed by this episode. I pray that you would share it with those of you, uh, with, with those you know, indeed, are in this season of life, in a season of dating, in a season of um, strengthening themselves in the present relationships that they find themselves in when it comes to romantic relationships. All right, Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would keep, that you would keep me from giving benefits which belong to my husband or wife, to a girlfriend or boyfriend. Holy Spirit, teach me to honor myself and my future spouse while single or courting. I pray my fear for you would be greater than fleshly desires or that of my future spouse. Help me value your vision for marriage and not what culture believes it should be. May I have a deeper desire for holiness and purity rather than lustful desires and vanity. In Jesus' name. And y'all, remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, this was your sister in Christ, y'all. Pete, take care. Peace out.